to Jumanji. Hey everyone and welcome back to the Real Film Podcast, the podcast where each season we talk about a different topic. Tomic? Oh god. We talk about a different topic in film, TV or gaming. In this series we're chatting about Jumanji and in this third episode we'll be talking about Jumanji The Next Level, which is the most recent Jumanji film if you didn't know. Was this 2018? 2019? Is this last year? Uh, yeah, it was last year just before Christmas I think. Was it? Very recent then. Very recent yeah. indeed. Uh, I'm your host Matt and I'm joined by Sam, Rob and Guff. Hello. Hi, uh, that was well synchronised everybody. How's everyone doing? Everyone feeling refreshed on Jumanji? Because I think most of us watched it today, did we? Yeah, I mean, I, I am finished currently... it four minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I am still watching it because uh, you mentioned uh, something that is going to be in your segment, and I don't remember seeing that bit, so oh, I've right. just refreshed myself on that. Yeah, you, you did watch the end after the credits, didn't you, Guff? I'll, yeah, just oh, okay, skip yeah. through the credits to see if there was yeah. any, because yeah, I was yeah. like, ten minutes at the end of the film, even though it's a few, like, it's probably a minute long, isn't it? It's just long credits, but I was like, oh, there's got to be something yeah. else, aren't there? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's do this. Let's chat about Jumanji. Uh, yeah, so I just kind of wanted to talk about kind of building on what you talked about last time, Matt, with the um, the level of acting. I'm like, <laughs> the is just so surprisingly good in this film. Like, I watched this film at, at the cinema twice. I Did really you? enjoyed it, and then I watched, and I watched it again it last twice? week because I went with different people. Oh, right. But I was quite happy to go twice, and then I watched <laughs> it again uh, over the weekend. I was like, I really like this film, like, a lot. And I think, like, what the film does is a really good job of building characters and keeping... I think the thing that I've noticed a lot in this is the consistency between the kid characters and their sort of video game counterparts, even when they're different people to what they were in the first film. Yeah. So, like, you know that Rock was, was playing that Spencer, the nerdy guy, um, and this time he's playing his uh, granddad for the first part of the film... Uh, Danny DeVito, who I th- Danny DeVito is great in this as well. Like, is, yeah, there's uh, one bit. He's not in it a lot, but it still yeah. feels like he's like the people aren't in the film a lot. Feel like they're in the entire film. Like Danny DeVito, like the kids, they feel like they're in the entire yeah. film, even though they they probably don't have an awful lot of screen time. Yeah, because the acting of the main because the acting, so yeah, because like they, like you said in the first one, they must have had some sort of dialect training or the way they kind of mimicked them without doing like cheap impressions is yeah, just really yeah. impressive. I think to, um, obviously sorry, it, to, to say about Danny DeVito, there's one bit like near the start where he sits on a chair and falls off, and I'm oh, like, that's amazing. it's like really, it's really funny, <laughs> yeah, like slapstick bit. comedy. But I'm like, Danny DeVito's not young, like, and that's it's definitely classic. him doing it. Like, oh, it's, I mean, I know you, it's you should. There's not it's like always far, sunny man. It's yeah. the, it's the always yeah. sunny in him. Yeah. There's not like mad shit for them all the time. <laughs> I know there's not Amazing. like there's not like a far way for him to fall, but like yeah. still, it's like he's he's getting well, he's, on. Like he's, he's like a bowling ball, isn't he? He's like a ball. He's just, just he rolls can around. Take it. He just rolls around. He's a wrecking ball from yeah. uh, Overwatch. <laughs> oh yeah, God. Um, but yeah, I was going to use Danny DeVito's like characters as kind of the main example, like the way he goes from being Danny DeVito to the Rock to. Um, Aquafina, not Akinfenwa, the massive footballer. <laughs> um, you always want to say. 
Yeah, I always want to say Akin Fenwa. Don't know why. Um, did, did go for the, Sam? Do you even do either of you two know who Akafemwa is? I mean, I'm just imagining he's a footballer. Now. No, he's so. a famous, massive, like as in like bodybuilder size, bigger no. than that probably. Yeah, uh, he's huge. Lower league footballer who became very famous on what's his like, FIFA because the beast. The beast. He became very famous on FIFA for having like 99 physicality or something like that. <laughs> just just Google him. Google what he looks he's like. Ma- he's, yeah. he's so big. It is actually detrimental to his footballing ability, but he just maintains that physique <laughs> yeah, because fair. now it's like his brand <laughs> of just being massive. It's really weird. Um, but yeah, um, I guess yeah, following like Danny DeVito's character through Danny DeVito, The Rock, and Aquafina, like that is a mad. You could not get three more different people to play the same character and it still feel like the same character, which just it just blows my mind. I I the bit where Aquafina when Aquafina starts playing Danny DeVito, it's, it's so brilliant. Good. Like it's... I I really liked obviously the Rock's take on it. Like even there's a shot where I think it's like an establishing shot of them like walking towards a cliff face. So there's not really focus on them, but the Rock is pulling these like just faces that Danny DeVito pulls just while yeah. while walking. He's like ah ah it's, like, yeah it's like it's it's a, a, eh? yeah this yeah, like yeah. mouth gone look on his face like all the time. It's so funny. And then yeah, the... Aquafina like which <laughs> is a bit where she's like what am I what am I gonna go? <laughs> and it's like it's such like but it's something The Rock didn't do that Aquafina did do like for Danny DeVito. So it's interesting seeing how two different actors were portraying Danny DeVito, but they both pulled it off really well. Yeah. Like it was, it's so well done. I really, really enjoyed that. I think what's really impressive as well is that, um, as Rob's so as kind of Rob hinted to there. I mean, assume if you listen to this, you watched it. But they like, oh, oh yeah, spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Um, <laughs> they do like, um, they like change. There's like these pools of water, which is a bit like of a, but again, because it's a video game, you can kind of get away with it, sort of thing. That yeah. you know, there's just this magic pool of water that. You changes the characters and switches their bodies, like which bodies they're controlling and stuff. And like, it could be really confusing. Like, you could be sat there towards the end of the film, like, sorry, who's in that body now? Like, who? Like, so yeah, who, who's that? Like, and they swap with them, and now who's that over there? But you don't have that at all. Like, I know it probably helps because like all the original four go into the four original ones that they were in in the last film, which probably helps, but. There's like no confusion at all. You're just like, yeah, that's who that is. That like, that's who that is straight away because their performances are so, like, simultaneously nuanced but also clear and obvious that who mm. they're playing at that time. Like from the way they stood to the way they walk. Like, um, yeah, it's like when anyone's playing. Um, I can't say a name properly, so I keep wanting Aki Fenwa now. Yeah, just, just 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 saying. Just well, Aki Fenwa. Just yeah. imagine if if Fina, yeah, was Aquaman. That's all you got to remember. Okay. Aquafina. That's a good one. Um, but yeah, when she's playing Danny um, Danny DeVito, she's kind of like hunched over a bit. Yeah, and then all the time she's. Do you know what I mean? It's just like little sort of things. You're like, yeah, I know who who she is. Well, who's in her at this point sort of thing. I think it's really, really well done. Like a lot of, a lot of thoughts got into it to go to that level of this could be confusing. Let's really, really make sure that it isn't for anyone. Yeah. Has anyone mm. seen The Farewell with Aquafina? I really want to. It's really good. That. She's incredible in that. I think, I think like what, I know The Rock is impressive in this, but I think like 
when it goes to her, I'm like, yeah, she's better at acting than Rock. No, oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, that's exactly what I thought. There's yeah. a difference there. I thought yeah. That was what, yeah. yeah. She's, she feels like she's more playing the character than doing an impression of the character. Even though I am impressed with the Rock in this because it is yeah. leagues yeah. above anything I've ever seen him do in terms yeah. of See, actual acting. I, I, do, I think he's better in the first one. And I don't know if that's I because him and... I, I think that's because him and, him and Fridge... Um, Kevin Hart in the first one have like more of a personal relationship and it's their journey that they're going on whereas in this it's like The Rock and Kevin Hart are the comic relief because they've got like Danny DeVito and um, I don't know what the actor's called but Miles is he called the guy? Oh yeah that's it yeah Yeah. Um, couldn't think of who it was Um, yeah they've got them into their more the comic relief where because we were speaking about last time how like Jack Black um, was kind of in the first one the big kind of comical one whereas in even though he still is in this one um more like the rock and kevin hart are so it but it's still really impressive like to like absolutely nail that down but i, I was sat there and I, I think i thought this the first time as well because this is the second time i've seen it going oh it's like is jack black's like kind of semi-accent okay like he's kind of like putting on a bit of an accent, but not fully going for it. And then there's like the lingo, and I'm like, like everyone's doing it, so I suppose it's all right. But there are some points where I, I was like, I hope, I hope, I, I remember watching it and going, I hope they don't take this too far. And like, he starts to yeah. shout the n word everywhere. Yeah, I was about to say he didn't. <laughs> We're not that quite far, that, does he? But like, yeah. do you know what I mean? I'm glad that they didn't do anything too, like drastic with it I, I thought that there was bits where I was like, yeah, and you could, too. to be honest, I was a bit like in both ways of it because like there's obviously expressions that he does where he's like oh come on man yeah like, he yeah. says that a lot which obviously the character does yeah as we established in like the first film as well but um yeah there was there's like a bit of jack black's sort of um pronunciation of words that i think bleeds through more than yeah maybe yeah. the actor who plays fridge um yeah i think they, but, i think uh, they found a really good like level of you know you know who it is but it's it's not treading on any kind of offensive impressions or anything yeah um yeah i uh i i wanted to say as well like uh as soon as kevin hart started talking as danny glover i was like this is brilliant there's something about like the way he portrayed danny glover where i was like this is i mean it's obviously the voice that sort of like low grumble voice that he has Hippopotamus. <laughs> well, how about that? <laughs> like, that's a, I loved. I loved how just like it did. It did feel like he was a, just an old, caring man, like the like no cares in the world type guy. Because yeah. like when he's just like he doesn't know why he knows this thing about a hippopotamus, but he's just <laughs> like, well, how about that? This hippopotamus, it's really fast. I never knew I, I knew how so much about hippopotamus. Like it's, yeah. it's just like I could. I know. Every, I know the whole point of the film is that he talks too slow to be the zoologist. Yeah. But yeah. I was like, I could listen to like Danny Glover or just even Kevin Hart pretending to be Danny Glover <laughs> describe animals. I was like, I feel so calm listening to this. Yeah. This is great. I do, I do like the idea that he he doesn't really know what's going on. He just knows this stuff and he's not freaked out about it. It's kind of like, because he's old, he's like, maybe I just forgot that I knew this much about, like, (laughs) hippopotamus and stuff like that. It's like the bit where they first meet Nigel in the plane and he goes, he goes like, Mouse, my blah, blah, blah. He's like, "Um, it's me, Nigel. He's like, 
Nigel. Oh yeah, Nigel. Yeah. Like, yeah, kind of goes like, like, oh yeah, he, I do know you now. Isn't the one bit where they're talking about one of the other characters and he goes, "Is that Barbara's boy?" And they just they like, say Jumanji. He's oh, like, yeah. Jumanji. Is that Barbara's boy? And he just. Oh no, it's uh, it he's, but it's the uh, it's the brute one. It's what's the bad guy called? It's uh, oh Switchblade. Is it not called? No, no, the the main bad guy, oh, the one oh. who plays the, the hound plays. Yeah, uh, um, Ivan like the Terrible. The, it's awesome. like Boris the Brute or something like yeah, that. And he yeah. says, like, is that oh, yeah. Barbara's boy? There's a great <laughs> bit where he says... Love Barbara says, the um, Brute. <laughs> there's a great bit where someone says... Uh, to, they're talking about NPCs. He said he can, he only has a limited number of responses. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it sounds like... Yeah. <laughs> sounds, like. <laughs> sounds like my friend Paul. Yeah. yeah. So good. I think as well, what... Because what, what, uh, what I was a bit worried about when it, like, they first get into Jumanji... And you realise, like, oh, Danny DeVito's in The Rock and da- yeah. Danny Glover's in Kevin Hart and they start doing this thing. And you kind of sat there going, oh, is this going to be the film of them going, I don't understand video games and mm. I'm old. And I was like, oh, I really don't know how this is going to do. This How this is going to do? That didn't make sense. But you Financially. Know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then they, you know, they just, they make a joke of it and kind of, explain it a little bit to them to the point where you go like, all right, yeah, I'm sure they gather what's going on. Then occasionally they just re- realize they don't really know what's going on, but they're just kind of going with it. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm so I'm so glad they didn't spend like quite a lot of the film trying to catch up those two characters about yeah. what is happening because it would have just been so, such boring like exposition <laughs> trying mm. to explain I'll... it to them all the time. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I was like worried about that at first, but... Yeah, it's. I think they handle it well because they return back to that joke a few times. Yeah, yeah. But it's never, it's never. Um, like again, I think it's good when they do reset the characters a little bit because there is that bit where, um, I think the character's called Ming, and he's like like the uh, oh yeah yeah the yeah. thief that Aquafina plays, um, and you know they're trying to explain to Danny DeVito to repel down, and he's like. I can't do that. I can do that, and, and he's like, "No, but Ming, your avatar." He's like, "Who's Ming?" Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, <laughs> and it's like he's still he's yeah. now he's confused again, like because yeah. he's reset characters. He just doesn't know who he is again. Like, I really appreciate that. There's a bit at the end of that where he says, "I'd like to see your friend Ming do that." There's a really funny bit of the rock just before that as well, where he go, where he says Ming again, and and he kind of Danny Danny DeVito kind of looks at him. He goes, "Please don't ask who Ming is." <laughs> just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, t- I really liked. Um, I really liked the return of Nick Jonas in this. Like, yeah. uh, I I really like how it was actually really satisfying considering it's only one film ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, that they've already made us like those characters. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was like it was that sort of like uh, team up moment yeah, that yeah. I really enjoyed, where she obviously knocks on to Colin Hanks's house and sort of goes like, "We need to, we need to go help them." Um, and then when you see sort of Nick Jonas riding on Bethany the horse, yeah. um, who's the real MVP? Obviously, the horse. Who yeah. knew that Kevin Hart could play a horse? Who who plays Danny Glover? Who plays a horse? <laughs> I mean, so many levels. Yeah, I, uh, I yeah, I really enjoyed that. But actually, you know what? Going back to just what you said about Kevin Hart, there, I think this is one of my favorite things I've seen Kevin Hart in, purely because it feels like some of the most acting he's done. And again, this isn't like a, a pop at him, but I think very much, like I said, I think in the last one where The Rock and Kevin Hart get hired to play pretty similar characters most of the time. I think, Rob, you made a joke that this is like the fourth film that year where The Rock was wearing the exact same cargo shirt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's, it's not like, a joke, it's a genuine thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
But that's what I mean. It's like with... I, mean, I, I think The Rock isn't as good in this because like when he is Danny DeVito... Because it's, it's really funny and it is obviously a good job of caricature. But I think it is a bit more of a caricature than, for example, Aquafina's. Because Aquafina seems to have more of the... I don't know, like the the way he talks, but like the Rock was funny when he's just got his mouth open all the time and he's pulling faces. Like it's really comedic, but I think genuinely like uh, Kevin Hart, I'm like he doesn't play that character. He doesn't play like a slow. He's very yeah. quick at talking, very sharp, uh, very high pitched, and he was doing like the exact opposite. And he was like just taking his time, and he's like very. It feels like a complete switch of character, which like I I really enjoyed that contrast because I just think it's a complete juxtaposition to what he normally plays but um just not that the rock normally plays Danny DeVito (laughs) (laughs) Uh, to jump back to um Nick Jonas for a minute I was thinking because I was like oh cool like he's gonna go and help them that bit where he's trying to rescue the horse and like he loses two of his lives and he's only got one left I'm like he's like he's got a wife and kids man and he's yeah, like yeah. i was kind of like what is his motivation here like he's just kind of gone i was thinking they were going to kill him i was <laughs> like oh come and i'll come and help help these kids out they've got into this game i mean i suppose because he understands like how treacherous yeah. jumanji is mm. he's like I, I feel like i need to go and help them but i was mm. like oh bethany that's not a cool thing to an iron man-esque video like, <laughs> like risk his life and stuff like that when he's got a kid who's named in after fairness. you <laughs> <laughs> yeah awkward yeah. um so you know you know like you're named after me because i saved your dad yeah i got your dad killed he's this dead. time uh <laughs> i'm your dad now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she's but she's now wearing the jack black get up and yeah. she's lost her mind um no, I was going to say, like, uh, with... Uh... Oh, no, I forgot what I was going to say now. Um... Go ahead. Oh, no, I uh, I, I thought... Um, I love the bit where he's, uh, he goes in to save Milo as the horse, and he's um, he just has a lie-the-long face. It's just a really nice little yeah. bit that reminds you he is a dad. Oh, <laughs> like oh yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. Nice he goes dad jokes, sorry. Yeah, sorry. There's, sorry. Also a, there's also a really great joke about um, the horse's penis size. It's the new Jumanji. There'll be one dick joke per film. Oh, there's, so yeah. Well, the no, because there's, there's there's a very long testicle joke in the lift when they're talking about the brothers kebab kebabish oh, or something, oh, and he's yeah. like, "You sacrifice your testicles to save something," and it just goes on for ages. <laughs> it's just that it's that like massive bloke, like the bad guy who's like stood he's in the so elevator good. with them, and he's like. He's like, um, like I think Jack Black Bethany goes, wherever they may be. And he's like, wherever oh, they may be. Yeah. <laughs> it just really made me laugh. He's, he's really good, <laughs> actually. There is, there is like, I, I enjoyed this. Like, I think the start of the film, I was I was a bit like, or maybe like halfway through, I was like, oh, like, I don't really know if there's like some, I don't think I think it's as genuine as I think the first one was. Yeah. I think it was retreading a lot of old ground. But, I enjoyed it nonetheless, and I think I was only sort of critiquing it maybe because... I think I was sort of critiquing it for critiquing its sake because I think it is such a niche thing to do. Taking actors and putting them in other people's bodies and having them watch that thing, I was like, is it retreading the old like the old ground? But I think by the end of the film, I was like, no, I think it like really handled that well, especially when bringing the other characters into the bodies that were in the first time, like... At first, I was like, oh, is that like just bailing them out? But I think it actually balanced it really well because I don't know how frustrating it might have been. And it created new challenges like yeah. that. The whole thing of um, it wasn't the rock saving the day again. It was it was Danny DeVito in Aquafina's body. 
who was the one that went and fucking hell. I'm just thinking uh, about what the sentence I'm saying on the <laughs> fly, on on a flying horse played by Danny Glover. Um, yeah, no, I think uh, I think that was like a nice little switch up. So um, I think I think the way they've wrote this is actually really clever. Like compared to, I mean, the first one was clever, but I think this one it was again it wasn't a one trick pony where it was trying to just rehash what it did. I think it very I think it very cleverly understood what it did well. And then what it would maybe make boring if they did it again, and I like, obviously avoided that. I thought it was quite good. Yeah, well, that that was my initial kind of like not apprehend because I I don't think I never saw this in the cinema, even though I loved the first one. I don't think I ever actually went and saw it in the cinema, and I think that my initial apprehension might have come from the fact that I was worried it was going to be we did really well with the first one, right? We're going to rehash the, what we did. Uh, and just throw it all out to the same because I know from watching those initial trailers, um, obviously I thought the idea with Danny DeVito and Danny and Danny Glover uh, was like an interesting twist, but then it was like, all right, but then Spencer's missing. Okay, I guess he's just going to be chucked in Nick Jonas's body, and that's the end of it, kind of thing. So I didn't really see the um, the new characters who were going to come in. Obviously, do such a great job with it and make this film so much more. And there was actually an article that I read just leading up to this where, um, what's Kazdan's first name? Uh, Jake? Jake? Jake, there we yeah, go. Yeah, not his, not, I was like, Jake, and I was like, that doesn't sound like a, yeah. like a cool Hollywood director name. Yeah, well, it was just, I remember there was an, an interview basically where he's saying uh, he was nervous to do it because there was a phrase he used. What was it? It's, um, he's basically, he, he was saying that he, there we go. Uh, the priority heading into this was how do we not make a sequel that feels like a repetition of the thing we did 20 minutes ago, uh, especially with it being cast the same way. So, like, I'm glad that they sort of went into into that actively thinking, like, look, we've got this, this thing that we did really well with. We need to do... Well, we're going to do another. We can't just throw the same things at people. We need to make sure that the story's different enough that the characters develop in new ways that they've not already like painted out for them. And I'm just, I, I, well, I'm kind of good that I didn't go and watch this in the cinema, to be honest. Although Matt's initial, wait, what were we, are you about to say what I'm about to say? Goff? No, probably good. not. <laughs> well, I was just saying Matt's initial surprise that Rob went and saw it twice. This was actually the 10th highest grossing film from all of last year. Like it's actually, yeah, Rob, you did it. Because did Rob it. went twice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were eleventh, and then Rob yeah. went once, <laughs> once it's, more. Yeah, well, it was it another. It was another article which basically just said that I think it said Jumanji Next Level was like the quietest film of last year, but the fact is it still got into like the top ten of all films, which I thought was mad. Um, and it well, I guess it, I I'd say it deserved that sort of acclaim. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like yeah, one of my notes down is like the as you kind of said, they do mix it up again. It's nice to hear like. Jake Kazan saying that was like something they were doing from the very early stages to go like what do we what do we need to do to keep this fresh because obviously that's what they did with the from the original to the uh, Welcome to the Jungle one was like what do we do to make, keep this fresh and reinvent it and obviously so long had gone by that they needed to kind of reinvent it a bit and they didn't need to reinvent it with this one but yeah if they just done the same thing again like it would have just been like like a bit dumb and a bit crap um, but I'm like really glad they put in like the body, the Very technical filmmaking terms. Yeah, 
the uh, swapping of body things within the the Jumanji game and stuff, and they could actually go back. Because I remember like watching it in the cinema, and that mo like it is a bit cheesy when they come out the water, and they're all in the the same bodies again. I was like, in well, the same bodies, but the bodies they wanted to be in again. I was like, I remember being like, oh, that's a really cool moment. That do you know what I mean? I was like happy that that had happened, and I was like, oh, I yeah. didn't think it would have that effect on me, but they handled it really well. Like if they'd just done that at the start of the film, you would have just been like, yep. Yeah, cool the, the, that's how this film's going like I actually but saw they earn it I think that's the thing they earn it through. yeah this exactly thing. they really earn it and it's like a really really cool moment and I, I just love the mechanic of it of the, the game's broken and that's why that happens like I think that's a really clever way of subverting that rather than just going oh they got taken into the game and yeah they didn't get to choose this time it's like there's actually a really kind of cool subtle um, uh, kind of idea of why that actually happens, which I think is, is really cool. And I do just have another note that just says, the, the like dancing fight scene thing with Karen Gillan, that's one of the best fight scenes I've seen in like a long time. I think that's like actually a really... The, the choreography in that fight scene is really incredible. I just love at the end that she's done all this and Jack Black just comes over and just like one kick in some guy's <laughs> face and, I, and, he, and he was like, we did it! <laughs> so yeah. good. Uh, one thing about like keeping it fresh... Um, and like different from the first one, like I was surprised at how much um, I got invested in Eddie and Milo's relationship. Yeah, like with the whole like diner thing, like how that you don't know what's happened between them um, until sort of probably like two thirds away through the film, and just the way they're kind of bickering like an old couple throughout the whole film. And then there's that, there's that really good bit when they have like um, they say I think it's uh, Kevin Hart says like we're going to settle this now and like the way he like comically like jumps down from his camel <laughs> and then the rock just like smacks him into a thing and then a rock falls on him and you've got these like really great comedic moments but then you've also got like the bit at the very end where you know you've, well it's not the very end I think the bit where they just just before they swap bodies again where they fi- where um, is it before swap bodies? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. whenever, whenever he tells him that he's talking, you know, he's not a horse. <laughs> the horse yeah, doesn't no, tell yeah, him yeah. he's terminally ill. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that would have the same That's good point, yeah. <laughs> that might not have been as effective. Um, but yeah, you get that bit where you, like, you find out he's terminally ill, which is just like really sad. And then the, the sort of last scene of the film where he says he's going to stay in Jumanji. Um, and then you've got like, it's really weird because it's just. Aquafina hugging a horse. It's like there's so many layers to that situation and that sort of <laughs> relationship. It's so weird. But it, like, we were watching it the other day thinking, like, like, we were both of us were like, this is like really affecting us emotionally. But then we're like, this is fucking mad. It's Aquafina hugging a, probably a fake horse that's <laughs> yeah. going to fly off. It's a horse with wings. It's like, how is this working? But it, but it does. It's just mad. Yeah. I don't know how it does it. Yeah. The re- the re- it's really clever how they do it, I think. Like, I, like, I think they earn it. Like, I think, you know, with you saying sorry, Rob, about the like, the sort of like, you're left wondering what the exact scenario is. Like, you you at, like until this sort of the, until you sort of hear the conversation where he's like, you retired me, you know. We, again, which is sort of said in a very natural way, but obviously there's just a hint where he's like, why are you going to that restaurant? Don't go there. Yeah. And it's like, well, what's his beef there? And then because at first I was like, does Milo still work there? And then Milo's like. Oh yeah, I had great times in that place and things like that. And you're like, oh well, and it's like it's really interesting because like you, they never just crane it in at the start. Mm-hmm. They never just yeah. do that. Like they, they really sort of like keep you wanting, which I think is really good. Yeah, I was about to say like the like kind of we were touching on that. I love that you don't 
you don't f- know about their what, what their history is until quite later in the film. Like mm-hmm. a lesser film would have, like the mum come in and go, "Hey, Miles called you today," and he'd be like, "I don't want to speak to him," and he'd be like, "But you owned a restaurant together for twenty yeah. years," and he'd be yeah. like, "Yeah, but he left me." Do you know what I mean? Like you don't get that like at yeah. all until like people don't, later on. People don't talk like that, and films do that too much. Yeah, I just yeah. think it's really cool that like, and as you say, it just feels very genuine because of that, like straight away you get that chemistry and it obviously helps probably having like Danny DeVito and Danny Glover playing the roles kind of um, for a little <laughs> bit but again it links it back around that you know they're like they're probably what together for about two minutes on screen before they actually go into the other bodies and then yeah you think how much screen time do they actually have together because you hear about the relationship first they make eggs and then they're in Jumanji and then Danny Glover stays in Jumanji. So like... As a horse. As a horse. A flying horse. So, you know, like... Actually, they, they've probably had a screen together for about two minutes or they're not. It's I'm going to find that out now, actually. I'm going to watch it back and see how long they're actually on screen together. So it's amazing One that thing like, I was... they have a relationship like that. One thing I was going to add about like uh, delivering exposition and lesser films would have done it worse. I was watching the... Uh, it's a bit of a tangent. The Lord of the Rings... Um, reunited apart thing by Josh yeah, Gad yeah. did it on YouTube and there's a bit in that where they're talking about how because obviously Tolkien's like there's so much exposition and lore in that and apparently when um, like Peter Jackson and uh, Philip Boynes and Fran Walter writing it they would just write these exposition scenes and they would look at it and think oh that's really clunky that and apparently you just go oh, I'll just give it to Ian to read out it'll, it'll make it work <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that um, I was going to say, like, I think what is an absolute testament to the acting in this is, like, the fact that we've all sort of still called uh, The Rock, like, Danny DeVito. Yeah. Like, I've gen- I, it's weird because it's like, I think we sort of mentioned it in the Moneyball podcast, but it's like, you don't see him as Brad Pitt, you see him as yeah. Billy Bean. And, you know, there's very few actors I think can do that. And it's not always in every role. But it's it's interesting <laughs> that the first time I I didn't really see Dwayne Johnson the Rock is when he's playing Danny DeVito. <laughs> it's like it's like I really didn't see the Rock in this. I really sort of felt the presence of Danny DeVito in this. Yeah. Um, and maybe that is just like due to like how good he's acting. I mean, it, it it is like at the end of the day. But again, I think it's the storytelling is that. They really embody those characters in a really in a really good way, where I think it is believable. Yeah. I, I wonder if it helps. I wonder if like it helps. You know, when you were saying Matt about like the confusion, like you don't really have confusion. Yeah. I wonder if that's partly due to the fact that they do ground it in like levels. Like for example, Karen Gillan is still Martha. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. They don't switch everyone around. You know, Spencer. We think. You know, I think you mentioned it before, but like I think the whole film you sort of made to believe that maybe he will be Nick Jonas. But then obviously introducing Aquafina, and then when you do see Nick Jonas, it's just Colin Hanks again, yeah. and it's yeah. it's this, and then there's never too many characters playing different characters because they then put a horse in, yeah. so it's like yeah. they've removed <laughs> they've removed a seventh person then from the uh, from the equation or a sixth person, sorry. So it's like it's so it, it makes it a little bit more manageable. Um, I wonder if that's like a little subconscious thing that sort of helps with like the understanding of it because they don't overcrowd. Um, yeah definitely I think that's a really smart move to like not because I think again that would be an easy thing to do would be to go we need to change it up let's change everyone and you know really mix it up and and you know from like an actor's perspective you're probably quite interested because you'd be like oh cool I get to you know 
play as some different pe- people and do loads of different things. That's going to be great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's nice that they've gone. We need some like familiarity there so people can like latch on to that and just be like, okay, cool. Well, that's who that is. And you're not getting your head, not that it's overly complicated, but you know, as, as we're kind of saying, it's a testament to the acting and the team that it, there's no confusion at all throughout all the film. Yeah, I think, uh, I wonder if that's like, and I'm not trying to shit on Nick Jonas, but <laughs> I wonder if it's, I wonder if that's why they made him the same character because they're like, he's a bad actor. He's not, he's not a professional it. actor. Like, he's probably a good, you know, he is a good actor. And I think he does actually play this role really well. Um, and funnily enough, Sorry, I he, think because you see him. Even the horse gets to play two different people. Yeah. <laughs> and Nick Jonas doesn't. Yeah. No, but it's like um, like Nick Jonas, for example, like in the first one, you obviously see him as Nick Jonas first because you don't really get to know Alex as a character when he's yeah, like a yeah. young lad. But obviously you sort of meet him as Nick Jonas properly and get to know him through that. So when you meet him as Colin Hanks, I don't know, like it doesn't seem like a stark change because of the scenario and stuff. But when you see him go from Colin Hanks back to Nick Jonas, I was like, he actually does like a pretty good job of playing Colin Hanks yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like I noticed like certain mannerisms in the way he spoke that I was a bit like, oh, that is actually really... That is actually really well portrayed. So they must have got some time together to sort of learn, you know, and I would assume maybe it's Nick Jonas sort of learning mannerisms of Colin Hanks and sort of seeing him sort of act. And like, I think we asked it in the previous one. I'm very curious to see what way round they did it. Like in terms of, well, I think with The Rock playing Danny DeVito, there's enough enough material out there to probably just Google it and like watch films. Binge everything. Yeah, but I think it's like I'd still be interested in knowing sort of what way around that was. Is it Colin Hanks playing more of a character, or again, is it like Nick Jonas sort of? Because again, Colin Hanks, I don't think has necessarily many distinct mannerisms. No, he's only um, in that. Plus, he's only that he's only, like Nick Jonas is obviously in it a lot more than yeah than yeah. he is. Whereas yeah. like yeah yeah, it's an interesting one. I think because because I was going to say the think, kids are in it a lot more, and yeah. I'm like, well, they're not really, are they? <laughs> no, but again, like I think that's a testament to the acting is that. I think you feel like they're in the film more mm-hmm. because you really believe they're those characters. Yeah. Like that's what I get from it. Like I'm like I call him like Spencer and everything because I'm like I really do feel like it's it's Spencer in that role. Like they really do and but, you know, that is an absolute testament to Aquafina, especially mm-hmm. considering she plays both Spencer and Eddie. Like it's so well played, like it's it's really good. Yeah, well, that's the way I feel like it could have got a little bit derailed, really. Like, if they didn't have these big, already kind of almost established actors, especially when it comes to, like, Danny, De- Danny DeVito and Danny Glover, like, as Matt's, well, as Matt's currently doing now, is tallying up the amount of screen time Just, they actually had. Have you got it? Well, yeah, and this is kind of with other actors as well. Two minutes 41 <laughs> is when they're actually, wow. like, in a scene together. Yeah. So, and, and that's not even, like, on screen at the same time like at one point Danny Glover's just in the kitchen while Danny DeVito's yeah. doing something I counted that as well but yeah 2 minutes 41 <laughs> they're actually on screen See, that, to, wow. like in the same scenes that's why I feel like this film would have only really worked with characters that people are already very familiar with like them becoming because it could this could have film could have gone a well a much different direction like if it was like they pulled in people from the into Jumanji that weren't supposed to go in like like Spencer's mum got pulled in, uh, someone else, yeah. like things like that. Like it really, and then it's like, well, who the who the fuck's this? Who the rock, who's the rock playing now? Like I feel like this film only really is being able to be worked because you've got characters like Danny DeVito is so distinctive, Danny Glover, 
who even in that short space of time, I mean, obviously him in this and him in Lethal Weapon are two very different characters, but he does get set up quite well with his like mannerisms that are really sort of apparent there. And even to the point you were mentioning there about Colin Hanks then being played by Nick Jonas, even the small, not as like, not as distinctive characteristics that maybe come in, like even the dad jokes and things like that, that, that you can imagine Colin Hanks kind of saying it's, um, yeah, I feel like it, it it was a smart move to stick with just kind of those characters being the ones that were being like portrayed rather than the kids who've already been built up through that other film being played by the adult versions of them. Yeah. Well, I was going to say like, that's, that's like 100% why I think it works so much because like it's, yeah, you, you get to know those characters through that first film because it just focuses on them. But then if you were to introduce like, um, a couple of sort of milder characters, like you said, if it was like the mum that went in, because she's not necessarily a very well-known actor compared to like Danny DeVito or Danny Glover, it, you would have like it probably would have been more those actors just making up what a mother like Spencer's mum would relationship would be like, and it's like it's not as interesting, and it, it, maybe that is again sort of rehashing it, but yeah, I think the inclusion of those, I never thought of it that way, but I think those inclusion of those big characters definitely. I think is definitely the thing that makes this stand out more than the others. Like, uh, sorry, amongst the others, like, because it is an, it feels like a natural progression on on how to take the whole body swapping thing, which is, I think is like, yeah, I, I would agree. That's really good, really well done. I think I just want to mention um, the mechanic as well of of the body swap thing within Jumanji. Obviously, we touched on it before, but it happens like early on in the film when they're trying to find the Jumanji berry thing and there's a little pool of water and Karen Gillan and Jack Black, um, so Martha and Fridge, who were in either of them, like accidentally swap like bodies for like a little bit and then they end up swapping back. And I was kind of like, oh, okay, is this going somewhere? And then when they swap back into the normal bodies, I was like, oh, it's just like a, a little gag you know it's a little just thing no no i didn't think it was a plot device i just thought oh it's just a little a little gag that they've done there i wasn't like oh i can see where this is going now because it they like then swapped back again i was like oh it was just a fun little weird thing that that was in jumanji like i didn't then go well it's obvious that they're all going to swap bodies later on in the film now i was like oh that's that's a cool little cool little thing i think it was quite clever that they do it so they change and then fridge is like showing off falls in the thing again and then when they get when he pulls him out, they then change back because it just feels like a a weird little moment, like almost like a weird checkpoint in a video game where you can like change your avatar or something like that, and then you obviously move on and you carry on from there. I just think it's quite quite cool and quite clever way to do it. See, that's interesting because I I got sort of the exact opposite with that scene because like you I was like, watching that scene. Were you like, this is where this is going now? They're going to change. Well, I hoped it was because I thought at, at first I was a bit like like. If this film ends and they haven't redress like redressed that again, like addressed that again, I would have been like a bit disappointed because I did feel like that was a bit craned in. Not not like in retrospect, and like as soon as I saw that pool of water again, I was like, okay, it like made me appreciate the scene more. Yeah. But I think at the time, I think I got a little bit worried. I mean, I only watched it about an hour ago, <laughs> but like, um, I remember like sitting there going like, because again, like the first film, I don't think it did anything unnecessary. Um, and this film was sort of doing the same thing it felt and I thought if they do that that would be like a really unnecessary like it's a funny gag and it's funny to see sort of Fridge you know sort of take the piss a little bit and be very excited that he's got this character that can do things closer to what he can do in real life and then more so but I did think for how long it lasted 
and the fact that it was intercepted between obviously sort of more main plot stuff where it was like well i suppose it wasn't because it was a fight scene with the rock and yeah. they were trying to get the camels and stuff but it was obviously to move the plot along at that point i remember thinking like oh i really hope it comes back to this pool of water because i didn't know how but i was like i really hope it does because otherwise i'll be a bit annoyed yeah because um, yeah. it felt a bit craned in but yeah once it once it obviously became the whole thing i was like that's a really fun way of introducing that like element to jumanji where they can swap yeah. Um, well, it's like a, yeah, it's like a game, isn't it? Like, which you can well, exactly, do that in games. Yeah. You can change characters and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I didn't know. Like, for like for for its its sort of lore in the yeah, yeah, context yeah. of Jumanji, I was like, I was all up for it. But I think at the time watching it, I was like, oh, I really hope it comes back to this because if it, I just felt it was like an awfully long scene to focus on. For it if it to was be just going to be that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, fair I, enough. Yeah, but I'm, I thought it was a really, but like say. All in all, it, it 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 created one of my favourite bits of this film, which was not only getting to see those characters return to who they are, but genuinely think Aquafina playing Danny DeVito is one of the yeah. favourite things I've ever seen. So <laughs> you never thought you'd be saying that. Nope. <laughs> um. Any any other any other points on this before we move on? Nope. Let's move on then. <laughs> So I wanted to talk a bit about um, what we can expect in the future of Jumanji. Uh, so actually, I was I was when I was watching this, I kind of the first time this was in the cinema, I actually came up with like a little idea of like what I wanted like a sequel to be. Obviously, when I got to the end of the film and watched the credits, I obviously realised there's a very clear direction they are taking this film in, which I, which I think could be pretty cool. Um, so my what I was always thinking throughout it was again to like linking to the video game game thing. I was trying to think what you could do that was a little bit different and a little bit new and not just repeating the same pattern again of oh they're in the game and they've got to get a jewel and take it somewhere. And I was thinking, and it was kind of inspired a little bit by the Nick Jonas bit in this film where he's trying to break the horse out of the thing and he learns where he can tread and stuff like that. Um, and because that was like built in like the castle bit, I was like, it might be fun to see a film where the objective is just to like get somewhere, say like to the top of a castle. So it's not like the other one where they're going through different levels and different places. It's about like learning the level and so they've still got like three lives, but it's just them going through this thing and making mistakes and having to properly learn what the layout is and how they're going to beat that level and use each other's skills to... Um, like complement each other and get each other through it and obviously every time they make a mistake they have to start again so it's about them like learning it over and over and over again to try and figure out like you do with a lot of video games because that's like sort of like Groundhog Day do you mean yeah almost yeah almost like Groundhog Day like they, they die and they go back to the start and then they have to do it again but obviously they know how to do the first bit now and then they keep getting and then they get to the next bit and they die doing that but they go well I died doing that because this happened so next time when we do it I have to do this instead. I thought it might be quite like I think it'd be difficult to make very compelling and interesting because it potential has like the potential to be like repetitive. But I think from like what what like Jake has done shown is he seems like a really solid, good filmmaker who's always trying to think of new ideas and outside the box and stuff. I think that could be a really cool way to 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 do like a sequel. I know it'd be it'd be something I'd be interested in watching definitely to try and keep it. Fresh. I mean, we'll talk in a minute about what they are actually gonna 
potentially do with it because it's it's not that I don't think, but you know. <laughs> no, I am. Um, I I sort of agree with you there. Like I think what what you just said about Jake Kazdan being like a very sort of clever sort of like someone who thinks it. You know, especially based on the thing that Sam said, where he he clearly doesn't want to sort of retread old ground. I think like there's a lot of films that do sort of like that repeating thing. There's like that. Uh, there was like a recent horror film that did a sequel as well, but I can't remember what that's called. Sam might have better knowledge of that. Like, um, where it's like the girl who keeps getting killed by a guy in a mask. Oh, what the, the, the Happy Death Day. That's the yeah. one. Yeah, apparently that was all right. Yeah, it was, it was all right. Yeah, I, can't, I don't think I ever saw the second one. Um, because mm. again, I think I had the same apprehension where I was like, "How is this? How is this gonna be different?" Um, mm. Who knows? Maybe I, I might but, give it a watch. I'll get back to you. Yeah, I, I mean, I I really wanted to watch it, but like, I think again that sort of Groundhog Day uh, type scenario, and there's a lot of like, there's a couple of TV shows that I've watched that have like sort of done that thing of like Groundhog Day, like that repeating thing, and again learning from it. But again, like none of them in the context of a video game, which is probably the most. Uh, real life scenario that you'd actually encounter that sort of thing where you actually have to you know you get to a checkpoint and you have to redo it and things like that and maybe that's an element of these films that I thought yeah like hearing you say that I think is a really interesting like way to go like way to go but also with someone like Jake Kazdan who has sort of tried to excuse me tried to like think of ways of doing it differently so he's not retreading old ground it's like i'd be really interested to see him go all right well here's groundhog day set in the world of jumanji how do we make that different how do we make that more like a game because like i mean hearing you sort of describe that I, all i was thinking was like bloodborne yeah yeah and dark souls like that sort of element of just getting good yeah <laughs> so i think it'd be interesting to see that yeah gaming element being put into a film exactly yeah i think that's it like a big part of video games is bashing your head against a wall. Like, and I know obviously these films kind of have little tropes like the NPCs and the levels, but obviously it does have to be mass entertainment as well for people for people that don't play video games and stuff. But I think this would be a nice video ground because they say people love Groundhog Day and they love that like thing of it. I don't think it needs to necessarily lean too heavily into the video game thing. I just think it'd be interesting and you know if there's different traps and even even like you know like a platforming thing like. You know they know where the traps are. They know which bits they need to go to to get their quickest or to avoid something and all that sort of thing. I think it could be really interesting um, structure for like a sequel set inside this world. But I, I just I can't I can't remember why. I mean I should have probably been paying attention to the film, but I kind of got that idea in my head and I was like, oh, I would really want to watch that. Actually, I think that'd be like a really really fun like film. And obviously you have the live thing, so you know, the the closer they get to the top, but, you know, less lives they've got. And, you know, maybe you put, throw that checkpoint thing in so they get to a checkpoint and maybe they can, you know, get a life back or something like that and just play around with it. I think, I think it'd be interesting because if they, if they want to keep making these, obviously the plane in this one, the kind of change was we're going to change the characters around. Like, that's what keeps it fresh. They're going to mean different bodies. I think, like, if they wanted to make another... Well, when they do, they are making another one, um, presumably. Um, but if they wanted to keep making forward, I think an interesting way would be to be look at, like, what else can we do with video games? Like, if that's how we're keeping this, which which maybe isn't how they're keeping this. But, you know, I think it's an interesting thing to try and explore. Maybe that's that'll be, like, a really interesting aspect of the sequel then. Because, like, I think based on the sort of post-credit scene that we get, 
um, is it looks do you wanna, sort of like it's harking back. Do you want to explain that one. scene just in case? I'm going to, yeah, yeah, I'm going to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like it's harking back to um, the original Jumanji because we see, um, I forget the actor, but he plays um, Winston in New is Girl. Lam- one of my favourite shows of all time. Not Lamar, oh, that's Morris. one of your favourite shows of all time. I really like There's it. There's a lot yeah, of people who like it. I'm going uh, <laughs> to kick you off. No, that's fine liking it. One of your favourite shows of all time. Oh, God. Yeah? I, I think it's unwatchable. I think it's funny. <laughs> oh, well, I think you're unwatchable sometimes. Uh, but... <laughs> Um, Lamont Morris. That's, that's a joke. Watch all our videos. Watch everything on our YouTube channel. I'll turn, <laughs> he's my, gone. He's out. I'll turn my camera uh, off for he's you. He's out. <laughs> he's called Lamont Morris, by the way. That's it. Yeah. Um, all right. Maybe I don't know if it's one of my favorite shows of all time. But it's very. Good. No, it's no very that's what I mean. It's fine saying it's very good. I was just like, I don't think I've ever heard you speak about it more than a sentence. You know, like some of my favorite shows of all time. It's because no one else ever talked about it. No, maybe it's why he never talks about it. <laughs> yeah, shaming no, me for it. Tell me the best episodes, I'll go and watch them. Well, not now, but I will. <laughs> yeah, later, later, not now. <laughs> yeah. Jumanji now. Um, Welcome to the um, top five episodes of New Girl episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like, um, yeah, like when he plays the sort of, is it the boiler guy? That yeah, sort yeah. of like talk about the whole, like, there's like several references to the boiler not working and the boiler guy coming round at some point. Um so the mum, it's like a shot of the mum going down at the basement with, with him as the boiler guy going to fix it. And he says, like, he's big into games and he notices this old sort of broken, uh, like, cartridge-based video game thing there. And he's lured in, he hears the drums, and as he goes to touch it, it cuts back to Nora's, which is the restaurant that the um, the main cast have gone to, uh, to sort of have, like, dinner or whatever. And you see, the like, an army of ostrich run past... Uh, that they sort of encountered earlier on in the film. Um, and obviously the look on their face is sort of, they're like, oh, Jesus. And then it cuts there, which I think is a nice little quick, quick sort of button scene at the end. And then just to sort of like keep it on a cliffhanger. But it feels very much like in that case, Jumanji has probably come into the world of, um, I forget what the town's called, but in New Hampshire, because I think we've established it's the same town as the originals. So I am... Um, I would, I'd really, really like to see, uh, like the um, the I'm, I'm right. I'm just gonna point out. I've just give Tom, uh, Tom, Sam, two fingers. I feel I know where you're maybe going with he's this. Clocked, yeah. He's clocked the thing I'm gonna yeah. bring up next. I just googled it. Then I was like, how? What would they look like? Yeah. No, no I, yeah. I thought, I thought you were giving me um. It's me the two fingers like <laughs> trying to say, this is what I'd love to see and he's like actually this is what I would love to see <laughs> a new girl <laughs> Jumanji crossover <laughs> I can see I can see it in Sam's eyes he's clocked what I'm probably going to mention um, say it quickly <laughs> Sam yeah no <laughs> no uh, well I don't know if he is but I'm assuming he is but um, no yeah so it feels very much like they're bringing Jumanji back into that town very much like they, they did back in the day but I was just about to say it'd be interesting to see if anyone remembers it, but it never happened, did it? In in canon True. of that universe, yeah. it never or did it? Happened, That's so. the thing. That little smile at the or end, where it? it's like, yeah, who knows? But um, what I really liked is, um, yeah, I like the fact that it's maybe coming back round. But to sort of touch on your thing, Matt, about like bringing more elements of the video game. It'll be really interesting. I mean, it might not aesthetically look very different to see elements of a video game. Uh, sort of in real life because that's very much what this is like with the tapping of the menus and things like that it'd be really interesting to see though how they might try and bring video game elements into a real world setting yeah like 
like how how would it work like if they died would they have lives because it's already in the real world like is there much more of a threat in that respect uh did he not have sort of that backdrop to worry about very much like in the first one where it's like if you die while playing the game yeah yeah but again what's the sort of again i think it'd be really cool because if it's staying the video game thing um will it you know there's not a dice to roll like there is in the first one there's that not hot that's maybe they have to reach checkpoints but maybe the checkpoints are locations in the town now instead of you know thingy and what might be really fun as well is if the game is broken will we see elements of the original jumanji like if jumanji is broken in itself van pelt is now loose in the world he's will alive we see van pelt? So... will we see he's alive and well yeah he's um, yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> no Maybe we'll see adult Chris that's, Kirsten Dunst. That's what Who I thought knows? you were going with your uh, oh. No, I'll tell you what I am going to go with, though. A little bit of lore here for you. Nora's, the woman who replaces Danny DeVito's mm. restaurant, yeah. um, I'd recognise the actress, and it is the same. Nora and the woman who owns the restaurant is the uh, auntie yeah. of Kirsten Dunst in the original Jumanji. Oh, really? The property that's developer. Cool. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, she's, oh, that's uh, cool. she's the... She, so when obviously and I just checked on IMDB and they're both called Nora so I can only assume it is that same person that's really cool yeah but I'm oh, hoping I didn't realise she was that, playing the same character cool. I, I thought he's just that's what I thought yeah I, I wondered if they were going to go down that route but I mean they're both called Nora so I can only assume uh, yeah I didn't realise that maybe they are but, that's really cool um, I think that'd be really interesting to see whether we'll see um, because obviously Robin Williams yeah. no longer with us I imagine maybe we'll see the woman who plays Sarah Maybe mm-hmm. we'll see Kirsten Dunst and maybe the lad who's never acted yep. in anything ever again. Bradley Pierce. <laughs> um, yeah. Is that his name? Could, could yeah, be. Yeah, there you go. Maybe he'll turn into a monkey again. Who knows? Uh, but I would, I think, based on where they've taken this and the sort of mentioning of law that we've had before and seeing sort of Alan's house in um, in the original, well, in, in Welcome to the Jungle, I'd really like to see a sort of full circle wrap up where they bring yeah. those two. Yeah, two worlds yeah. together a little bit like I think that'd be really nice uh, so I was I was going to say so I've got a couple of points in here but first off do you think stuff's coming out Juman- out of Jumanji because the game's broken or because Jumanji like is you know sentient Jumanji I think we've all decided Jumanji is sentient Jumanji knows what's happening Jumanji is watching you and Jumanji is like <laughs> letting stuff out into the real world or is it because the game's broken and stuff's just like Pouring I reckon out. it's because it's broken. I, go, yeah. I reckon broken feels like much more the direction they'll yeah, go in yeah. Yeah. because of this. Like, I was just thinking maybe they'll have to, like, the whole premise is maybe, like, trying to, like, fix Jumanji or, like, heal Jumanji or something. And even though it's not yeah. something they can ever get rid of, it's maybe it's, they have to kind of come to terms with that it's always going to be there. It's just, they've got to, for now, just the, the worst is happening, so they have to fix it. Otherwise, the world's going to be overrun with ostriches, it seems. <laughs> I think that might be a really interesting element because everyone's seen Jumanji mm. as like this enemy, but in the last two films, it's not necessarily like obviously in the first one, it is the source of all this sort of mishap and you know, sort of damage and you know, trauma and all this sort of stuff. Um, but in the in the in the in the other two, like obviously the ones where they go into the game. <laughs> um, speaking of going into the game, uh, your Skype background, Rob, is going mad. <laughs> I know, I'll, lost I'll see you if I can notice this bit. That's good. Um, good for a podcast. <laughs> Visual guides. Um, no, but like, I wonder if uh, I think that'll be a really interesting element where obviously 
everyone's always wanted to get as far away from Jumanji, apart from maybe this one where he wanted to go back in for the sake of having a more exciting life. Uh, but, you know, Spencer, sorry. But, like, I think it'll be really interesting, yeah, like, maybe they have to fix Jumanji and maybe they have to almost accept, like Sam said, that Jumanji is a thing and the need to, and it is better to sort of leave it to exist as as a whole rather than um this evil entity that maybe they've all seen it as maybe it is just like this force of nature they need to sort of respect and fix because ultimately they have had allies in Jumanji like obviously NPCs have been against them but NPCs have been with them so Jumanji you know there is a there is an element of good in Jumanji and wanting them to finish the game and maybe that's the whole thing it's it just wants to exist in the in the if, it, if we're talking it as a sentient <laughs> creature it just wants to exist and it it has a purpose which is for people to play it and finish the game um so maybe that's maybe that'll be it maybe yeah. it'll be interesting i do reckon though is my theory uh boiler man will be van pelt he'll be like possessed because he's the one that's like found it i reckon he'll be like the big bad possessed interesting sort of well van pelt. yeah i was because I, I was just about to say like what um with Obviously, the uh, Spencer's mum and uh, sorry, what's the actor called? Uh, Lamorne Morris. Yeah, with those two, like the presumption is they've been taken into the game now, and it's also broken, so stuff's kind of spilling out. I wonder if this will be like a bit of a a, a two parter, like the first part being these fix the game so that they can because they go last time when we tried to go in, we couldn't pick our characters. Yeah. Like we need to fix it first so that we can. Um, we can go in and pick up so we can choose who we want to be. And then the second part of the film is they need to go in and get the mum out and, and, and stuff like that. And I wonder if that'll be how they end up, end up going with that. Here's a theory that I might, I'd really like to see actually all the characters come out. Yeah. And the people who have played them before, have to help them accomplish the mission. So we see both the kids and the okay. adults together. So oh, cool. Martha has to sort of help Rudy. Um, oh, that'd be cool. Who would, uh, like, who would be, but like, obviously, all them would be maybe uber yeah. caricatured. So yeah. like, The Rock would be smouldering all the time and he'd be a bit vapid, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe, but he'd, he'd be a strong man. And then Karen Gillan would again be this sort of like action hero who's maybe like so, and it's, it, maybe it's that idea of, they both need yeah. each other to sort of succeed. Yeah, yeah. So That'd like Martha cool. would need to be with Karen Gillan and then maybe Colin Hanks with with um with Nick Jonas. Like I think that'd be actually a really interesting element to see this film. Like because we've already established those characters, but but I, I I enjoy seeing the kid actors as much as I see the adult ones because of how well the adult yeah. ones capture them. Yeah. So I think it'd be really interesting to see them together. Yeah, I'd be well. Definitely, that. that's a really good idea. I mean, speaking of. Listen to us. Yeah. Listen to us. But, but studio. when they have to go back into the game, they use my Groundhog yeah. Day idea yeah, yeah, for yeah, the yeah. second part yeah. of the film. There we go. It's all come well, together. I I have I have one thing in my notes, by the way, which is something I want to see, and this might make Rob happy. Uh, what, what's he called again? Reese Nigel. Yeah, Reese Darby. Well, look, he's got he's got to come out. He's <laughs> well, got to come out of the game. I'm saying Reese Darby comes out and marries Spencer's mum. Fair. I was I was gonna go. Because Reece Darby comes out and he's the big villain and he's the one who's been controlling him this whole time. I'm but not, 
It could be. Oh, no, it could be. <laughs> we have we have talked about this. No I way. I, no I actually have ch- I've changed my mind now. I want to see Reese. I want to see Reese Darby become Spencer's step. To be fair, that's if... what I want. <laughs> and and, and choose oh to stay God. in the world the if... afterwards. No, is he still an NPC though? So he still can't say anything apart from like. Maybe he learned. <laughs> welcome to. <laughs> what do you like some breakfast? breakfast? <laughs> well, I think if Danny Glover can stay Imagine. in Jumanji, how about some? Yeah, maybe he can stay out. Oh, just. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, I missed the start of that conversation because I was letting my cat out. But <laughs> I've now just got this idea of like um, them going into Jumanji after they fixed it to like get the mum out and stuff like that, and she's just living with Reece <laughs> But he's like the Rock, and he's like trying to intimidate him. But Reece Darby's doesn't care because obviously he's like an NPC, yeah. <laughs> and he and he's it's like the whole um, John Favreau um, Aunt May thing, oh. like Happy Hogan Aunt May oh, yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> Like that kind of relationship, but it's Reese Darby, The Rock, and Spencer's mum. If you're listening, studio heads, please Cast make that. this happen. This is such a Cast good film because this is this is genuinely really great. I'd be, I'd love I'd love to see that. Do you know what I'm kind of like a little bit worried? Not worried about worried's probably the wrong word, but like keeping you up at night. That this what they've done at the end of this one is just kind of like they've not really thought it through. Mm. They've just kind of gone. Oh, we kind of we want to do like a bit of a sequel. Um, yeah, should we just have like stuff coming out and then it's like, oh my god, there's going to be a sequel. But they and then they kind of have to retcon it because they've not fully thought it all through. And then they're like, oh, that's actually not what we want to do with it. Because you know when stuff does that, mm. when they kind of do like little teases for things before they've thought things out properly, and then they then have to they kind of retcon it but don't even explain. So imagine like the next one opens and. Like the the mum and the guy. So it's directed it. by JJ Abrams. Yeah. Like, oh no. Yeah. Done. <laughs> done. No, no, nothing's gonna account for anything anymore. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I, I, I've seen stuff do that when they've like teased things and then it's not not really led on to anything. It's just to try and get people excited for a sequel, and then they then yeah maybe. do something different. Because I, think... I think like where they where they potentially saying this is gonna go sounds really exciting. And from what like Jake has Dan said and. and and stuff like he seems pretty invested in it so i can't imagine he would just you know as as sam read out that quote like he's very committed to making sure these are different and stuff and as, as you kind of said guff it's a nice kind of four film thing to bring it back around well three of the new ones and the old one to bring it back around to that old one again i think is a really nice um well, like circle it. If anything, as well, because like I think I find a lot of the pressure of like things like you've just mentioned comes from obviously studios and stuff and like wanting to make the same money. That's why I think maybe the, I would I would genuinely lo- not only would I love to see Karen Gillan, Jack Black, Kevin Hart, and The Rock all come out into that world. I think they've not only earned like the kid actors. I don't think I think they've also earned their roles oh, in yeah. these films equally now. So, and like obviously they're established because people have seen these two films. I think it's also a really clever way of doing that for the studios because like, I think that's like, that you can still sell the film on the fact that you've got your all-star cast, but you've got this new cast of people that you've introduced a couple of films that people really like. Um, I think it'd be really interesting. I think, I think, and it's like, and I couldn't see why, if, if Jake Castan sort of did a good job with this and obviously introduced this in the way that he was like, I have a really great idea where this can go. And obviously, like like Sam sort of mentioned in his quote, like it seems like he has his head screwed on of like what he wants to do story-wise um, and how to tell a story and like not just retread old ground. Like I feel like if studios can see the success he's had, and normally that's what happens, is as long as a studio has had success with a the franchise, they'll normally just let the person go and do what they want. 
I'm sort of hoping that because of the success of these two films, that this isn't going to be retconned because it because I agree with you. I think it'd be such a horrible waste of like a like a pot- like a potential film. Yeah. Of like you know because like you know like mentioned it 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 wraps it all nicely, bringing it back round to the original Jumanji. It brings it into the modern world. You still keep those game elements that people have really enjoyed and. It's still nostalgic as well. At the same time, like the that the, I think the new breed of them, because I think Al, uh, Alan Parrish's house in Jumanji is like the only real bit of nostalgia you get in that Welcome to the Jungle yeah, one. Yeah. I think making this third, sorry, this fourth film come back around, you would people love nostalgia as well. I think there's there's so many ways they could go that I think it would be successful. It'd seem like such a waste. If they if they didn't do that, so I I have faith that they will though because I think I, I, like based on what we've heard about Jake Kasdan and I'd be like I I, I sort of trust him. Yeah, this I, one. I kind of trust after after, after these two. I, I trust him. I don't trust studios sometimes. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because he's probably put that in there, and maybe it's not been you know greenlit with the studio or anything like that. And they just read it and go, well, "That's a cool little tease. That'll get people excited for a sequel." And have we googled? And, and then he actually have ra- we googled whether there's a sequel planned. I think, well, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure there is. It's it was like the tenth highest delayed. grossing film of last year. Surely, I think. I think it's delayed. I think they have said it's coming, but more than likely it'll be 2021. Let's have a look. Although, it depends when they can get back up to filming, I guess. Let's have a look. Yeah, the movie is in the very early stages of development, as of April twenty twenty. So, yeah, Not I mean, yet. it's bound to happen, isn't it? Yeah, I hope they do. Kind of like, unless they again come up with like a really, really good way of continuing it, I do hope. I just hope they they don't flog the. Dead oh horse. right, yeah, yeah. Well, I just hope they listen to this podcast I, and then they go. Like Jake Kasdan sat in lockdown, like I can't think. Like I've, I've I've teased this thing of Jumanji coming back into the real world, and I just don't know how to how to make it good. And then he listens to this, and he's like, "Listen to it, Jake, mate. Let's, it let's tag, tag him, him in it. Tag him. <laughs> let's, let's tag it in yeah, when we put it on like, Twitter. Let's tag him in. Let's Jake, get him if in. you're struggling on that, give it a listen. on that screenplay in lockdown. Get on this. Path. To be fair, I don't think anyone's done this many podcast episodes on Jumanji and said he like it as much as we do. It's probably the most niche He'll probably love it. Get, so. yeah. Actually, no, to be fair, yeah. actually, Jake, can I... That's one of those things where I don't mind giving these ideas away. No, I, I, if I get to see make, it on the actual film, I'm like, yeah, give me some credit. I, I, I do. I want to be a writer. Yeah. I want to be a professional film writer. Jake, let me write this get, film. You're going to get yesterdayed. I am. Get yesterday'd, oh, no, you are. At least the guy from yesterday got a bit of money. I'm getting nothing. Yeah, that's true. Jake, let me write this film, please. I could do it really well. <laughs> Imagine this is how you get a job. That'd be... Stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> Um, what were we saying though? I think I think I've idea for a film actually. Yeah, me too. To be fair, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to be disappointed with whatever they uh, <laughs> yeah. actually do now. We've oh, we've hyped it up too yeah. much. We've done, we've done, we've we've done, we've done a last Jedi to ourselves. Oh, no, we've yeah. done a, we've gone like, what could happen next? The mystery box, and then we're like, oh, yeah. they didn't do any of that. That we, I never thought I'd be uh, speculating this much about a Jumanji sequel. <laughs> I love how we've gone from we've got loads of faith in Jake Kazan to make the, the films really great. So. Fucking hell, I hope his film's going to be shit compared to ours. No. That's <laughs> that not what we said. It was literally that's about five seconds it took. Jake, that's not what we said, was it? That's not what we said, pal. Me and you were in this together. No, what I'm saying <laughs> is... Fuck these other three. It's me yeah, and you, Jake. I think ours is so good 
that even if another thing, anything else was really good, it would just it would just not be as good as ours. I've got faith in our ideas. That's it. I'm not putting his ideas down. I just think ours are better. Either way, anyway, I'm really. I think I think where that film's left off, I'm mad excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Me too. Sam, you say me too. No. Dead to me. Are you not excited? Now. I've, I've said what I want to say. No, I'm very excited for another. I will actually go and see this one in the cinema. Uh, unlike what I did with the uh, next level, <laughs> I thought you meant the next level. I was like, it's, "What? It's out, mate. It's that, been, yeah. it's long gone for the cinema." I like, I like, to be fair, I like no, the idea I, of Sam that's what I was breaking lockdown before. and just like, getting into it, <laughs> like breaking into a <laughs> sticking Jumanji DVD on a <laughs> city world. To be, to be fair, from time in cinema, it's probably still is on all the projectors because they keep they keep the yeah. films on the projectors for like for like I think not long before I left. There was like one of the Hobbit films still on one of the projectors, and that had come out like three, four years earlier. Jesus! Wow. So there you go. It's because no one wanted to get it back. They were like, "Do you want the uh, Do you want the reel back?" Yeah, fuck. You can keep it. You can keep it shy. You can keep the, it. The reel. It's digital, mate. What century are you living in? Everything's digital nowadays. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's all digital. <laughs> Cinema's dead. There's no film anymore. End it. End it. <laughs> Gandalf's crying again. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. That's... Nice one, Matt. You make Gandalf cry again. That's a very niche reference. Just Gandalf was mean to Ryan Gosling, so he can yeah. go fuck himself. As far as I'm concerned. Oh. <laughs> uh, Jake Castan, turn off, turn off. We've we've gone too far. Yeah, cast, no, Jake, cast Ryan Gosling as Van Pelt. That's what you need no. to do. No, not as a villain. No, no, no. Ruin Gosling. Well, no. We... I don't want David to. I don't want David to ever even suggest Ryan Gosling is an ounce. I don't want well, to. We, yeah, we I don't need that. Well, we just won't get... And well, that's all we'll hear him say. We won't get David involved. We won't get David involved. Is that the end of the podcast? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. My dinner's ready, so... <laughs> come and eat your dinner. Um, yeah, this um, this is... No, this isn't the end of the Jumanji no, series, because no, no. I think we're going to watch Zathora. Hell no. Aren't we? Yeah, I think. the Favs are... Zathora indeed, yes. Yeah, John Favreau, early days. It is on Amazon, I think, oh, hopefully, yes. so... Uh, I think to rent. I don't know if it's on there for yeah, free, but we will watch it and then talk about it, and probably not be as excited about it. As you know as we what? Are with, I'm going to put uh, it out Jumanji. there. I didn't mind this film when I first watched it. I was a child, but I think I'll be able to ha- have some nostalgia about this. I'm sure. I thought you were talking about I, this film, Jumanji no. next level. Then <laughs> I, I thought it was all right. And I was like, you know, you, Matt, you seem when you just said it. we will watch it, for some reason I thought you were going to break into We Will Rock You, but saying we will watch we it. We will, we will. I thought you were going to say watch, watch you. Jake Caston, you. you don't watch it, listen to this fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah Can we stop threatening yeah, Jake Caston, please. Yeah, he <laughs> might actually listen. Stop threatening him. <laughs> Um, did you have something to say, Guff? You kind of started speaking and then... No, yeah. I'm just, I just remember there being some like, dodginess in Zathora, but I'm sure we'll get to mm. that. Mm. No, like I know Van what you Pelt mean. dodginess. Yeah. Or... Potentially. I'm... We'll get to it. We'll get I'm to it. See you next time. Next time <laughs> on the Real Film Podcast. Now, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, see you there, guys. Um, we've got loads of other stuff going on that's all on the social medias. Loads of videos, live streams, Everything actually the day the only thing I want will plug properly is the day this comes out uh, the day after Saturday so tomorrow uh, me Sam that was the doing... worst way of saying <laughs> that was bad wasn't it? it coming out that was bad yeah <laughs> put a date in yeah. it mate just just give it like 
what day is tomorrow? Sunday? But the day that this comes out, which will be Saturday, which is tomorrow. <laughs> Wait, so, the sixth. <laughs> so three days from now, as of recording. But when you're listening to this, if you're listening, the on sixth, the, the sixth of June. Day, I know that's the point. That's the joke the I'm making. Just say the, the day. <laughs> Saturday, the sixth of June. Um, Sam Guff and I are doing a Apex Predator live stream um, from kind Apex of Predator. Apex Predator. What? Apex Predator. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you having a stroke? I don't know. A- no, but Apex no, Predator is, yeah, is but... the term. That's, I'm oh, not... sorry, sorry. Yeah. Still on the topic of Jumanji, that is actually one of my really favourite jokes in the film. Is when like he's smouldering. And he doesn't uh, know whether he's having a stroke or not. And he's just like, but I feel like it is a dig that Kevin Hart's having at the way the rock smoulders because, like, the whole left side of your face yeah, stop moving. Yeah, just, <laughs> I really feel like. Anyway, Saturday, the 6th of June, there will be an Apex Legends stream featuring Sam, Guff, and I. So um, come and grab some beers and come and watch us, us do that because I think that's going to be a good laugh. We'll probably oh, die so. a lot. We will, but we might get a few wins. We're all right at that game. I've not We're played right, in a while. Yeah. We're all right. <laughs> yeah, we need to get some practice in before then. Uh, but yeah, see you there and go and watch all of other all all of our other videos and live streams and stuff like that. Bye. 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 See ya.